Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. So one of the difficult things to learn uh, when doing immigration law is when something's denied, where do you appeal? And if you do it to the wrong place, even if it might be a fantastic appeal, you've just lost your chance to appeal. You can't, for example, appeal to USCIS when it should have gone to BIA and say, oops, can you just send it on over to BIA after the deadline? Their response will be, no, you didn't do it right, you lost, final order, goodbye. Okay, that's how it goes. Uh, now, you know, given I said that, there might be some situations that I could figure a way out of it, which I probably could, uh, but why put yourself in that position? So, one of the areas of immigration law that a lot of people don't know about is employment immigration law. There is a lot of stuff on employment. And I'm not even talking about the non-immigrant visas, you know, the non-immigrant work visas, such as the H-1B, the H-3, the H-2B, the O-1, the P-1, the O-3, the P-2. I mean, I could go on and on, you know, the R-1. I'm talking about immigration for employment for the green card, okay? And one place that that starts, one place that that's prevalent, is starting with what's called the PERM petition. And the PERM, the bottom line of the PERM, I mean, there's lots of different things that you have to do in order to successfully get a PERM to go through. But the bottom line with the PERM is legally it shows there's no available U.S. workers for the job. Okay, that, that's the bottom line. It doesn't deal with the employee, although peripherally it does. It doesn't deal with any particular person that you actually want to work for you. It deals with going through the whole process uh, in order to make that what they call certification, in order that the Department of Labor can certify that there's no available workers for the position and then you can go on to the next steps. So let's say for example with a PERM petition that there were four resumes that came in of interested persons. And let's say that the boss interviewed three of them but maybe didn't quite interview the fourth one and therefore didn't determine if that person actually could do the job or not or perhaps the resume of that person was so out of touch with what needed that a, an interview wasn't needed. But in any case, let's assume that the Department of Labor disagreed with that decision and they denied the certification. They did not certify. Well, if you have good legal grounds, which you might, I mean, you know, let's say you're advertising for an engineer and let's say the person graduated in business and has 10 years job as an accountant uh, and, and you need a civil engineer, well, I mean, you can look at the resume and you can tell this person just absolutely does not qualify. So you, you, you need to make, you know, the employer needs to make a good effort to, to attempt to hire somebody who's qualified. So let's say you have a good argument. Well, the issue is where do you appeal? Where do you go up and appeal a denied perm? You know, a lot of people... Uh, we'll just jump and think, oh, 
BIA, Board of Immigration Appeals. There you go. But the answer, that answer would be incorrect. It's actually called the Board of Board of Alien Labor Application Appeals, or BALCA, okay? It needs to go to BALCA, and of course the judges at BALCA are very familiar with employment-based petitions. You know, I, in years past when I, you know, was in immigration court uh, a, a lot, the judges, the immigration judges, they really had no idea about employment-based immigration. And even though somebody may qualify or somebody has something pending, I would have to very tactfully explain to the judge what the procedure is, why they qualify, why the case should be uh, terminated, and so forth. So, you know, at least with Balka, when you get it there, it may take a long time. It will take a long time. But at least they have judges there who are versed and well able to see the issues on employment-based immigration. So in this particular case, you know, if it goes up to Balka, uh, my example, they will see that a good faith effort to recruit interested people does not include uh, an effort that's useless, that has absolutely no basis in which to to interview that person. So, uh, you know, assuming Balka approves the appeal, uh, orders will likely be given that will uh, order the certifying officer, that's what it's called, uh, the certifying officer, to reverse his or her decision, or will remand it back uh, with orders to look more carefully at the uh, resume and cover letter and information and determine if there's any reason or anything on there that would indicate this person may qualify for the position. So, given that, uh, that's that's what Balka does. So, um, the lesson here is that the, 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 the real lesson is don't appeal yourself because, you know, minus the fact that generally people cannot make sufficient legal arguments on their own appeal and they go on and on about irrelevant things. Jurisdictionally, and unlike civil law or other areas of law, appeal processes are quite complicated in immigration law as to timing, destination, jurisdiction, places, arguments, documents, evidence, you know, all that stuff. But get a lawyer that knows what he or she is doing and do it before the deadline of the appeal has passed. Okay? Short cast club.